Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We are particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. This is a bit of a bonus episode. It's a short one talking with a 10-year-old girl about what it's like to be 10. I think sometimes as adults, we can lose our sense of wonder and whimsy. And the beauty of this episode is that we get the perspective of a 10-year-old. Here's an extract from that conversation. And then another video we watched was also Sesame Street. And this lady, she was singing about with the power of yet. So if you say, like, I can't do this, you should add yet onto the end and it instantly becomes growth mindset. Okay. So give me an example of how what that might look like. Say you couldn't do the monkey bars and you kept falling down. You'd probably say, I'm never going to be able to do this. But a growth mindset would be, I'm going to learn how to do this even if it takes me a while. I know you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Shanna. In the next episode, we're going to be talking with Dr. John Vargo, who is from Resilient Organizations, and he has some fascinating insights into what resilience is in an organizational context, and he describes how the research that they were doing based out of the University of Canterbury became more than just theories when the earthquakes hit Christchurch. The easiest way to ensure you won't miss the episodes coming up is to subscribe to this podcast. Now, let's dive straight into that interview with Shanna. Well, I'm very pleased to be able to welcome Shanna to the show today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, Shanna, I understand that um, last week you had a birthday. How old did you turn? Ten. Tell me, just because lots of people who are listening, they used to be ten years old but they're not 10 years old now. (laughs) So what is it like to be 10 years old? I feel like it kind of feels important because you're finally double digit. You're like, you're in your new life. It's kind of like the future has arrived and it's like, wow, I never thought this day would come. And you get some amazing presents since you're 10 and you get a great birthday cake and you have loads of friends, and yeah, I think it's a really important year. What do you think will be different from being nine years old to being ten years old? How does it change things? I'm not really sure, like, it might be just getting more friends and becoming more of yourself. What do you mean by becoming more of yourself? Like, what do you think that would be? I think it would be finding out what your talents are and, like, something you're really good at that you've stick to a long time and maybe trying st- some new stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And do you have any idea what that might be for you? Um, for me, I think it's... I did ballet when I was three and I kept going till I was like eight but last year I didn't do it and now this year I've started again it's not as bad like I didn't think it was very nice when I was doing it last year but now it's kind of like better because I have more friends there I know 
a few more people in that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get the sense from you that community and people are really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. knowing people, I think it's really important because then you should always have a friend so that you've got someone you can stick up for or they can stick up for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And how about for the future? I guess just thinking about, you know, like one day when you grow up, what you might do. What what sort of thoughts do you have about that? Well, my family, we're always thinking we should get a slide on the roof so that we can slide down. My idea for the slide is it has all your clothes and breakfast waiting on the slide. So it just takes your clothes off and puts on fresh new ones. Great. And then it makes your breakfast and you eat it and then you slide into the pool. Wow. And you're just like, ah, this is the way to do it. Yeah. So this is happening as you're sliding down, is it? Yes. So you're eating breakfast yes. and getting your clothes on. Yes. And then you're ending up in the pool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we might have to go back to the top and get changed again. Yeah. <laughs> or you could have like two different ways of the slide to go to school or I see. to go to the pool. Right. Yeah. So as you're going down, you could hit the switch that goes, I'm going to school. Yeah. Or you could hit the switch of, I'm going into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. I can't say that that's a bad idea at all. I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> Once we were brainstorming ideas of how we could get around on the road, we came up with the idea of a roller coaster. So the roller coaster is going everywhere, just like to the pool, to your school, and like to the hospital, and everywhere, like to your friend's house. So, yeah. no, so people wouldn't need cars then, would they? Because no. they could just get on a roller coaster yeah. and it'd be like, oh, where are you going today? Well, I need to go to the hospital, and then the roller coaster would take you there. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think that maybe we're using, like, maybe we're producing too much pollution. Like, maybe we should reduce the amount of pollution that are coming from our cars. Yeah. So maybe the roller coaster way would be one option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's just talk about that a little bit, Um, thinking about environment and pollution and things. What are some other things that we could do, do you think, to make it better? Maybe, like, if we want to talk about the future right now, Mm. maybe we could create something that flies around and sucks up all the pollution. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I think we should just try and to walk more. Right. Like to walk and scooter and bike and like ride a tricycle everywhere mm-hmm. so that we're not use polluting our world as much. And I think it's okay to use some pollution, but I think we should like de-increase mm-hmm. the amount of pollution. So if, you have to, so if you have to use a car, then that's okay. But yeah. just don't use it all the time, you mean? Yeah. Right. Kind of like um, chocolate or candy. Right. Yeah, because what you do you can't, mean? You can't eat it all the time, mm. but you're allowed to have it sometimes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good thought. So what do you mean by that? Like you can't eat sweets for breakfast and lunch and dinner? Yeah. Like it's not good for your teeth and it's not good for your body. But mm. once in a while... It's nice to have a sweet treat. And um, is there anything else about the environment that you can think of that we could do to make it better? 
maybe just not dropping as much litter around because it's like we're not really doing anything to help birds or amazing plants to if we drop um, rubbish everywhere. Like we should wait till we get home to put it in the bin and if you, if it's in your pocket and it drops out, pick it up again. And if you see a bit of rubbish on the road, cross the road to pick it up. Mm. Yeah. So you mean like each of us take responsibility for what we can do? So yeah. if we see some rubbish, then even if someone else dropped it, that we would pick it up? Yeah. Like maybe we should just do um, three times a day. So it's like at morning tea, um, lunch and like in the middle of the day, go outside, pick up three pieces of rubbish, put it in the bin. Yeah, because three bits of rubbish is quite a lot if you've got um, a thousand people living in your community. Yeah. So it would actually make a big difference, wouldn't it, if, yes. if everyone picked up something? Yes. Yeah. And what messages do you think adults could learn from kids? Like if you were talking, like you're 10 right now, yeah. Imagine you're talking to someone who's like 30 or 40 or 50. Like, what do you, do you think that they can learn things from kids? Maybe adults don't have, like, don't know something like on the computer because they are used to some old fashioned stuff. Yeah. Like, they aren't used to the keyboard or the mouse or the actual screen buzzing. Like, Maybe us kids could help them. Yeah, because you're yeah. growing up with like touch screens, aren't you? Yeah. And you just move your fingers and you can change things around. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think it was like for people who grew up before computers? What do you think it was like for them? Um, I think they had lots of chalk for chalkboards, yeah, and blackboards. And when they were like at school or when the teacher was telling them what to do they wouldn't use a smart board they would use the chalkboard the giant chalkboard on the board on the um wall and they'd be writing down the solutions to the maths problem mm. yeah and like they had some um they didn't have calculators or anything they probably had just like um some counters or some sticks with some beads on them to count yeah and yeah yeah that was probably yeah probably was a while ago eh? <laughs> yeah as a 10 year old what would be your messages to adults is there anything that you'd like, like them to know or anything that you think they can learn from you maybe like just maybe just give kids more time with you what what do you mean by that like, if you're working 24 hours, seven days a week, nonstop, mm. and you don't see your kid at all, maybe you should just give them some more time, like, m more of your time. Mm. And, yeah, just because sometimes that's really like a pit. Mm. Yeah, that mm. needs to be filled up with mm. some soil. What do you mean that that not having enough time with the mum or dad is like having a big hole? Yeah, it's like having a hole in your heart. And 
um, you can fill it up with some soil, like with your dad or with your mum or with your child. Yeah. Hmm. That's a really good thought. That's a good message, isn't it? <laughs> and what did you do at your party? Well, we went to Inflatable World. I had about eight friends there. And we were just bouncing everywhere. And after that, um, I chose four friends to come over for a sleepover. Wow. And you watched a movie as well? Yep. What movie was that? Harry Potter number three. So you're a bit of a fan of Harry Potter at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. What do you like about Harry Potter? I like it that it's a different world, like a different place to be. Like you kind of feel relaxed knowing Hogwarts and you get all excited at the adventures and it's just really cool how J.K. Rowling wrote that. Yeah. And who would be your favorite character out of all of the characters? I really like... Harry and Ginny. I like Harry because he's just so good at Quidditch and he's like the main character and he's awesome. And I like Ginny because she's like, she's bold and fierce, like Harry described her in the book. And she's like, it describes her as she hardly ever cries. So. And why is, I, why yeah. is that? Why do you like that? Because it kind of shows me to, like, stand up, be strong. Okay. And and so what is it about her as a character? Why do you think she's like that? I think she's like that because she's just supposed to be there. Like, she's just, like, really cool and she just has to be there because she's Ron's sister, the youngest of the Weasleys. And I think she's really amazing because of what she does and that she sticks up for Harry and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, um, at the party, um, what were some of the things that you enjoyed the most? I just like having my friends there, cutting the cake. I like going on these humps. They were like, you had this inflatable wall and you jumped from the humps one to another to the other wall. I also liked the blue pillow. That was pretty good. And when it deflated, it was really cool to go on it because we were bouncing everywhere. It was really cool. That's great. And with your friends, what is it that makes a good friend, do you think? That they're trustworthy and honest. I think that makes a good friend. And what also makes a good friend is like they're kind to you no matter what. And even when you have fights, we'll, like they'll make up to you and you'll make up to them. Yeah. So those are the types of things you appreciate in, an, in a friend? Yes. Yeah. And how do you go about making friends like that? I think, like, say there's a new boy in class and a girl and you go up to them and say, hi, they'll, they'll probably think that you're really nice. And I think that... If you're just kind to them, then they'll be kind back to you. And if you do have problems with them, you just keep being kind to them and keep being nice no matter what. So it's about the attitude that you have towards them. Yeah, yeah. So the attitude, I think that really matters when you're with a friend because 
that creates a bond. Yeah. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your um, your school and, and your class and some of the things that you've been studying with your teacher. In our school, we have a topic called Regio. It's where the class chooses something they want to work on for a term and they study it. And then we have the expo at the end of the term where you can look at all the things that class has been doing. And once you've, once you've finished that term, you start on a new activity. So what have been some of the topics that you've studied that way? First, this, in our first term, we read James and the Giant Peach. So we were doing James, Peaches and Flight for the two terms. And we were studying Peaches and we got Peaches ourselves. We ate them at the start of the year. Did you? Yeah. My one was yuck, and um, then we, if it was too gross to eat anymore, you cut open till you could find the seed, and then we, this term we planted the seeds, but we had to get them out of the pot again because we didn't know you had to crack open the actual nut and then find the real seed inside, so we did that. So through yeah. the Reggio, you learned quite a few things then about, yeah. about the topic. And how about that topic of resilience? What have you been learning about that? Well, we have this thing, this term called sparklers. It's working on compliments and being nice and being a good friend. And we had compliment tag. So if you got tagged by the tagger, a person would put their hand on your shoulder and they'd say a compliment to you, like, I really like your hairdos, or you're always kind to me. That was just teaching us to be nice and to, like, to always try and give good compliments and to be positive. Yeah. Those are great lessons to be learning. And what, what were some of the other things? For another thing out of Sparklers, we watched something from Sesame Street. It was with Bruno Mars. He was singing something. He was singing about having a growth growth mindset. And then another video we watched was also Sesame Street. And this lady, she was singing about with the power of yet. So if you say like, I can't do this, you should add yet onto the end, and it instantly becomes growth mindset. Okay. So give me an example of how what that might look like. Say you couldn't do the monkey bars and you kept falling down, you'd probably say, I'm never going to be able to do this, but a growth mindset would be, I'm going to learn how to do this, even if it takes me a while. Mm. And so what they've taught you is to add yet. If you say, I can't do something, it's I can't do something yet. Yeah. Okay. And the Bruno Mars song, that was about growth mindset as well? Yes. So he was singing about, like, if you can't catch a ball, keep on trying and you'll catch it, and then, like, if you got a new pair of roller skates and you put them on, you fall down, you slip and trip and slide, and then you'll be able to, like, glide along the floor because you would have learned how to do it with growth mindset. Yeah. Is there anything else you've learned about growth mindset? Well, we have this thing on Fridays. It's called incentives, and basically you've got two activities to choose from. Last week it was capture the flag or um, crafts or, and movies. But if you don't 
if you've done something bad on Monday, like you've been rude to the teacher or got your name on the board several times, then you'll, you might lose your incentives. And when you lose your incentives, it's sitting in a room writing out the Hurukawa rules. So I think that's teaching us to try and be happier, try and be positive. Yeah, just try to be that. Mm, mm. So trying to do your best all the time. Huh? Yeah. Mm. And the gross mindset, is there any other ways that they are teaching that to you? Well, we do have, in my classroom, we have this wall. It's a picture of a brain. Half the brain is grey, so it's like horrible misery. I can't do this mindset. And on the other side, it's all colourful and bright. And it's like, I'm so good at this, or I'm going to do this. And we have little cards. They're like the not growth mindset. So it's like, this is as good as I can do, like in writing. And then on the other side, it would say, is it my best work? So it's a growth mindset and trying to do your best. Mm. Yeah. So they're trying to encourage you to always think that way, huh? Yeah. And so what would be what would be the opposite of the growth mindset then? Probably like thinking negative, mm-hmm. like just being not very nice to everyone and just not being like kind or just trying to get attention and it's something like rude. Mhm. Yeah. So you just turned 10 last week yep. and now you're looking to the future. Um, and I'm just wondering, what is it that a 10-year-old thinks about the world? Like, what do you think the world is like? I think everything is really good, except for the war. I think that countries should just learn to get along and accept who the other people are. And, like, they should learn to be kinder and, like, have a growth mindset, like we were talking about earlier, and just be more nice and more helpful and kind. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a great idea. (laughs) How do you think we could help people to have that change and have a growth mindset? Maybe we could just, like, you, like, tell people, please do this, or, like, just tell people and make them realize what is happening and Mm. what we're doing about it because we're not really doing anything. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to anybody who might be listening? Because uh, there might be people listening who they can't even remember uh, being 10 years old, and so it's really cool to hear what you have to say about being 10. Well, being 10, it's kind of like, it's basically you're just a year older and that, but... 10 is like a special number, you're double digit, you've lived for a decade, you've been alive 10 years and it's kind of cool to like look back and see what you've done. Like if, like my mum made me a book of what, of how old I've been and like all the photos of what I've done in my past. Yeah, so it's nice to look back and just see these memories and remember them. Yeah. So what type of things do you like looking back and remembering? 
Because at, at, you're 10 years old now. <laughs> what yeah. do you like looking back and remembering? I like looking back at the time I spent with my old friend in Australia. Like, we're still friends. But those times were, like, the best because we knew each other so well. And, yeah, we just spent most of our time together. Like, at school, we were just together all the time. Yeah. Mm. So that was a really special friendship for you, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing from you really is that um, people and friendships are a really important part of your life. Yeah. Well, it's been really great to talk to you, Shanna. Thanks. I really appreciate your time. And I think the listeners will really enjoy listening to what you had to say as well. Do you know why? It's because you have a different perspective on life. And I think sometimes adults grow up and they get a little bit worried about other things, like you said, working 24-7 and money and other yeah. things. So I think your messages today have been really helpful. So thank you for sharing them. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Shanna. It's an amazing perspective, isn't it, to think of being 10 years old. And I mean, all of us were 10 at one time, but probably we've forgotten what it was like to look at the world through those eyes of a child. And I just loved some of her thoughts and perspectives you know, talking about war, talking about pollution, and all of these big issues that clearly are on her radar. But I also love that when I asked her about the future, she described putting a slide on top of the roof and sliding down into a pool. There's just something that's so refreshing to hear that perspective on life. Now, next week, we're going to be talking with Dr. John Fargo from Resilient Organizations. And he's going to give us an amazing insight into what resilience is, but he's also going to be talking about his background and what it was like to work in Silicon Valley back in the 1970s. Here's an excerpt from that interview. We live in a turbulent world. It looks like it's becoming more uncertain, more turbulent. None of us want to leave to our children and our grandchildren a world where we're just barely hanging in there. And so becoming resilient both surviving difficult times when they come, but also discovering fresh ways of thriving, uh, really having a ball uh, in spite of that turbulence. Mm -hmm. I guess the, the metaphor that I carry around in my head is uh, a, very, a very New Zealand sort of metaphor. It's a surfing metaphor. Uh, and uh, you're at this surfing beach and these huge waves pounding the beach. And in the foreground, you've got somebody who's just barely getting on. They don't swim very well. They're being pounded by the waves. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're not doing it all well. In the background, there's this surfer really waiting for the next wave. They got this huge smile on their face and they just can't wait for the next big wave and they catch it. And all of that unbridled power, they're able somehow to channel it uh, and be having a great time in the process. And it's and, and we, we want to stimulate organizations and businesses and NGOs, uh, government departments, uh, rugby clubs. It doesn't matter what kind or size of organization that will become those surfers in turbulent times. We covered a lot in that interview, and I know you're going to enjoy it. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that and future episodes, then hit subscribe. And also consider sharing it with others if you found the content helpful. Until next time.